Hi, and welcome back to Beer with Jesus with Denise and Rob. Today I am drinking an NA beer again from Well Bean Brewery. It's called Heavenly Body Golden Wheat. I think I've had it before on this podcast, but it's really good, so I'll do it again. And I'm here. It's it's pretty warm out. And when it's warm out, I like <clears throat> twisted tea and I am drinking the Rocket Pop flavor of Twisted Tea, and it tastes like a Rocket Pop Popsicle. It's it's not bad. I'm not going to drink a lot of these, but of course this is my last one of the Rocket Pop. But tonight, or today rather, <laughs> is me and Denise's 10-year wedding anniversary, and... We've been annoying each other for the last 10 years, and we're doing a podcast on our anniversary, so we thought we would talk about marriage. <laughs> so, Well, before we get started, I wanted to throw some humor in there, because I, I mean, I, Solomon wrote a lot of things I find funny. He probably found it serious. And when I looked it up, he had 700 wives, 300 concubines. So this man knew a few things. So Proverbs 19, 13, it says, A foolish son is his father's ruin, and a quarrelsome wife is like a constant drip. Proverbs 21, 19, It is better to live in a desert than with a quarrelsome and nagging wife. Proverbs 27, 15, and 16, a quarrelsome wife is like a constant dripping on a rainy day. Restraining her is like restraining the wind or grasping oil with the hand. I'm guessing he annoyed some women. <laughs> I, I came just, at him at the wrong time. <laughs> I just <clears throat> thought those were funny. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we'd start out reading Genesis 2 and and go from there um, I'm going to read Genesis 2 21 through 25 and so the Lord caused the man to fall into a deep sleep and while he was sleeping he took one of the man's ribs and then closed up the place with flesh then the Lord made a woman from the rib he had taken out the man and he brought her to the man the man said this is now bones of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, for she was taken out of man. That is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife, and they become one flesh. Adam and his wife were both naked, and they felt no shame. So, you know, God made woman for companionship uh, for man and to procreate, of course. And You know, uh, I like ribs, so... I mean, how fitting is it that women were made out of ribs? I'm sure that's what God had in mind. Well, Rob's going to like ribs, so I must do this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Put some barbecue sauce on that. <laughs> so, that's just kind of, you know, that's pr probably the first, that is the first story of woman and man coming together. And I, I just thought that would be a good start. That man and woman came together and they you know they were made from the rib and that's pretty simple to understand really so I wanted to go 
into Ephesians chapter 5 for the next section. And actually, actually, I'll go to Colossians 3. It's short. And then I'll go to Ephesians. Because they kind of say the same thing. Colossians 3, 18 and 19 says, Wives, submit yourselves to your husbands as fitting in the Lord. Husband, love your, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. See, again, that kind of leads you to believe that women are hard to deal with. Don't be harsh with them. That That's what he commanded you. So. It said you got to submit. <laughs> it's probably why he said don't be hard because <laughs> so Ephesians 5 is in the instructions for Christians households and uh, I'm going to read 21 to 33 on this and we can get a little more of what Paul was trying to say in Colossians and, and he kind of explains it more in Ephesians 5 submit to one another out of reverence for Christ Wives, submit yourselves to your to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the, of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body of which he is the Savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives submit to their husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word, and present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one ever hated their own body, but they feed and care for their body just as Christ does the church. For we are members of his body. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This is a profound mystery, but I am talking about Christ and the church. However, each one of you must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. There's nothing in there that says that we have to love you. Well, <laughs> it does say you have to submit yourself. <laughs> of course, that, that, that I think that's... The submitting part, the confuse gets people confused. I think some people take it literally, um, or to the extreme. I think some denominations do. I think it's more if God, you're the head of the household spiritually, and if you head our family in one direction, and I try to hinder that, I am to be submissive to that. I mean, if you say, you know, God wants us to do, you know, do this for a month or whatever whatever that may be I should submit to it because God told you led you to that well that's kind of what he's saying is that the husband is the I don't think it means you know fetch me a drink and get my slippers and draw my bath I don't, I don't think get me means, a beer I don't think it means all that well I I, I in my notes, I said submitting doesn't mean husbands get whatever you want. Lord knows that's true. But putting aside your needs and wants for the other, it's like I know we both work together, but we work together as a for a common goal. You know, as far as like even bills or life in general, we we always strive to go the same direction. 
and we take care of each other. I heard a woman, I can't remember her name, but she was speaking, she talks a lot about marriage and said that marriage, the whole 50-50 thing is not true. She said there's some days that she comes home and her husband will ask, hey, can we go do this? And and they have a sit down and she says, I'm at 20% right now. And that, I mean, emotionally, physically, she's, her day's been spent. And he's like, okay, fine. That means I have to step up my percentage. You know, he, he gives a little more that day. And then there's other days where he'll say, you know, hey, I'm at 30%. And she knows she has to step up her game to carry him. And just, I think that was really good advice. Because that's the way it is, really. And that's part of taking care of each other. I mean, there's some days that you're on top of everything, and then and other days you're not. Well, you married me for my cooking. Hopefully you always stay on top of that. I think one other thing is we often think of the other when we're out looking. If we see something the other wants, we'll pick it up. A beer that we might they might enjoy might enjoy in the evening you know stupid little things it doesn't have to be big things of course i did buy you a greenhouse for yes but this became my prayer closet <laughs> hey it's your war room yeah i think one other thing like for us i know it seems silly but we'll be out and think about something to eat and we're so in tune, we know exactly what yeah. we both want. to Say we want pizza, and we look like, you You feel like pizza? Yeah, yeah. or like Mexican or whatever well, it those is. Those two things I never say no to. No, we had Mexican today. It was good. That's pretty much a given. Pizza, Mexican, let's go. I think another thing that's helped us is once we submitted ourselves to Christ and our marriage to Christ, our marriage took a, a, a 180. I think Christ saved our marriage because we were kind of... We were get, in a rut. We were in a definite rut. And then we started putting Christ first and then each other because we give each other space for our, our devotion time, our time with God, because we all, we, she goes into her war room slash greenhouse. I go into my war room slash, slash bathroom. bathroom slash bedroom. <laughs> and, you know, we give our time, we give quality time to get to know Jesus more. And so, you know, that's helped us love each other as Jesus loves us. And the transformation began. And... And I've seen many marriages recently where each one is very selfish, and that's when the split starts. And I think once we submit to Christ, and I know back, you know, year or so ago, I said, "Hey, I give my our, my marriage to you, Jesus, and you need to be in this marriage." And and that's when things kind of turned around. Really? You know, and another thing is you need to be respectful 
to the other person. Like, I mean, we still get to do the things we enjoy doing. But we still make time for each other. And, you know, Denise gives me, my, when I have my two weeks off in the spring for crappie fishing, she lets me do it. The only time she gripes is during football season because I love the Cleveland Browns. Because it is so long. Oh, I love the Browns. Um, but we're still respectful. It's like eight months of football. It's awesome. It's awesome. But, you know, it's like when I, we get off work, we let each other know that we're, we're off work. And I text her every day that I'm done. You know, we text her each other when we get to work. And... Usually a phone call during the day. Too. Yeah, we, we about 15, 20 minute phone call during the day because we both can sit there and talk on the phone and work at the same time. And, you know, if you got an errand to run where you're not coming straight home, it's just like, hey, I'm, I'm stopping here. I'm stopping at the market. I'm stopping this place. I got to run and get this tool or whatever. You know, just being respectful and letting that person know and being on time, you know. So communication is very key. And I think us just talking during the day has helped out tremendously because, you know, life happens and you get busy and and phones get in the way, you know, TikTok and games and all that. But just having that little bit of time to talk and just see how their day's going is, is good. But you had some... You were going to look up some funny marriages or something in the... I thought about it, but no, I kind of went a different direction. I always go a different direction. Well, what direction did you go? Well, I was looking back, um, Matthew six twenty-five through 33, is the scripture where Jesus says, Look at the birds of the air, and neither sow nor reap, nor gather into barns, and yet your Father feeds them. Are they not more valuable are you not more valuable than they? And in marriage, we must support the needs of each other and be the example of our Father in Heaven. So, I, I kind of thought those two kind of twined, or that kind of twined in. And in Matthew eighteen twenty two, when Jesus tells us <clears throat> to forgive, we also must forgive our spouses as God has forgiven us. And, I mean... One's going to make the other angry at times, or maybe misstep and do something wrong. You've got to always be forgiving, supportive, and know when to listen and know when to talk. And Proverbs 18.22, He who finds a wife finds what is good and receives favor from the Lord. So I'm your favor. I know. <laughs> because of me, you have favor. Well, we were talking earlier today, one, and we were chuckling about it. It had to be the one marriage in the Bible that had to be the wife was probably scratching her head, and that's knowing his wife. And you know, you don't hear much about his wife, but you know, we were talking earlier. It's like, what would she? What was going on through her head as he was saying, you know, I got to build this huge Vessel. boat. <laughs> You know, because it's going to rain, you know, it hasn't rained. It's just a, a dew on the grass. And 
It's never rained before, but he's coming home, and it says in the Bible that Noah liked his wine. So she's probably thinking, yeah, okay, you got drunk again. Yeah, sure. You're, it's going to rain. Okay. You're using that wood for what? <laughs> we we need to cook dinner, and you're building a boat? You know, it's like... Noah, of course, got the last laugh on that one. He was correct because he listened to God. But, you know, it had to have been like, I'm getting criticized by the other ladies. They're partying. Well, I'm, was, I got to sit mocked. and watch. He was mocked by everybody. I got to sit here and watch him build this 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 stinking boat. And I'm getting laughed at by the ladies. And, <laughs> and I, I mean, I even thought, you know, with Abraham and Sarah, how, why didn't, when she came up to him and said, hey, Maybe it's meant for us to have a child if you sleep with my maidservant and we have the child through her. Why didn't he step up and say, uh, no, no, we're not doing that. Instead, it was like, oh, okay, let's go. <laughs> Just how did they not have a quarrelsome marriage? Well, look at Moses, too. You know, his wife had to be like, you're going to take me out from this comfortable house. You know, we're chilling. <laughs> you must take us out in the wilderness and we're... Now, for 40 years, we're sitting in this place, and we can't even go to the darn Airbnb you got scheduled for us over here because you these guys messed up. Yeah, Moses' GPS tracker was definitely broke. <laughs> he did not listen to Siri. <laughs> so, are you doing the shed talk? Or yes. I'm, okay, so we're kind of keeping it short. We got to big storm rolling in we even recording a little early i mean we're they're calling for tornadoes and hail so we wanted to get this out there and and before all this bad weather rolls in so i'll let niecy do her shed talk and i'll save mine for next week well my shed talk is on hebrews 11 1 and it says now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see and a breakdown of that, I want to well, add some words. I know it says not to add to the Bible, but for comprehension, we'll do it. Now, faith is being sure of what we hope for, and that's our salvation. And certain of what we do not see, the fact that we're saved. So, taking on salvation is the acceptance of that assignment to be like Jesus. And being certain of it is to just act like Jesus. You may wake up one day and just feel crummy. Maybe had it out with the boss or co-worker, but we are to be like Jesus. You may mess up, you know, regroup, pray, get back on track. I believe that this now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see means I am like Jesus, and just, I believe it. I don't see it yet, but I believe it. I am like Jesus. I'm just like Jesus. And I know some preachers preach on this, and they're like, oh, no, it's believe for that house, believe for that job, believe for that car. I, I think those things will come to you after you're just like Jesus. But that's not what the concept of that scripture is. It's be like Jesus. That's it. In every situation and all we do and that's my shed top 
So if you guys have any topics, you know, we're, we always think, try to think about, I got a couple I'm, I'm ready to do here in the future. Um, if you have any topics you want us or scriptures you want us to tackle, hit up our Facebook page, the beer with Jesus podcast. I think that's what it's called. Yes, it is. Message us. Let us know what you can message us on Spotify, I think. Or if you have a testimony that um, you can back up with some scripture and you want to be a guest on the show, please let us know. We're going to still try to get a few more guests. I know it's gone over well. We really enjoyed our time with Pastor Jason and Teresa last week. Kenny. And Kenny. So we got a couple more that... We're going to plan. I don't know exactly when. We're still doing some scheduling for that. And uh, so we really enjoy doing this. And we're going to leave you with the prayer that Denise prepared for us. Lord, thank you for the ability to be married. For those that are waiting for that spouse, I ask that you send their perfect mate. Bless all marriages and show all that you should be the foundation. In Jesus' name, amen. We'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. Bye.